Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We've got Mrs. Bayless on with us today. Hello, Mrs. Bayless. Hello. (laughs) I almost didn't say hello back because I forgot that was me, but here we are. Yeah. (laughs) I know because you went and got married since we were on the podcast last. And it was so weird when I was putting the notes together today to write Mrs. Uh, Carly Bayless instead of Carly Stagg. It was very Mm -hmm. strange. How is married life, my friend? Oh, it's been wonderful. Obviously, it's been a whirlwind since I still can't recognize my own last name, (laughs) but it's been a whirlwind in the absolute best way. Lots of adjustments and big changes, but I'm just so grateful for him and for for God's gift to us of our marriage. I mean, we went to Sedona and the Grand Canyon for our honeymoon, and it was beautiful. Josh just got a new job, which is starting in March, and we moved into our first apartment together after our honeymoon. And and I'm also just super busy seeing patients in my NP role and, you know, no biggie, just prepping for our next cohort of the school to launch in April. So just a couple of things going on. Nothing big. Yeah, (laughs) not not a lot of rest for the weary. Well, I'm glad you you did get away for your honeymoon because you don't often take any kind of vacation. No, so. no, it was long overdue and my body showed me that, which we'll talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. One big thing we're doing, we are preparing for the next cohort to start in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. Registration's opening very soon. It's going to open this month in March and our first actual live class calls is on April the 8th. So we're super excited. We've had people on the waiting list chomping at the bit, ready to start. We've had lots of inquiries and questions. And so Carly and I decided to put some videos together that anyone who's interested can dive into ahead of time. And it just, it gives you some bite-sized pieces of what we teach in the school, answers all of your questions about the school. And it's called the science of God's divine design. And so it's just like this little delicious appetizer for those of you that are excited to get started or just curious about the school in any way. And so this series is going to be available from March 6th through the 16th. So it's a limited time series and you don't want to miss it, especially if you're interested in joining this next cohort, because it's going to give you early access to the program and a special discounted price that is only available to those who watch the Science of God's Divine Design series. So plan on doing that. If you're on our wait list for the school, we'll send you an email to remind you. It will also be available at thechristiannutritionist.com slash divine design. So you can go directly there to get it anytime from March 6th to March 16th. Very exciting. I think y'all are going to like that, mm-hmm. learn some things, pretty cool stuff. And then today we just have a, I think it's a fun topic what we're going to talk about today. Yes, we are nerds, so we might be slightly biased, but I think it's a super fun topic. <laughs> and I'm going to give Chelsea all the credit. I like to embarrass her. So Chelsea had this awesome idea for her podcast, basically calling it what I would do if, because we both get asked questions like these a lot. We thought we'd share what we do with ourselves or our families when we get sick. Um, and how we work with our body's natural design instead of against it like conventional solutions tend to do. So just keep in mind as we're sharing these things, 
this is really just personal experience, our own opinions. None of what we're sharing is medical advice, but it is what we do. So take that with a grain of salt <laughs> when we are in the when we are in these lovely, lovely situations. Not really lovely, but they're part of our body's design. And so we can be grateful for the way that the Lord made us. Yes, but there are common things. And so I, that's really why I wanted to do it is because I do get asked this all the time, kind of when these common things pop up. So let's start with fever. Coming in hot with fever. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was, have a dad joke up my sleeve at all times. And today was not an exception, apparently. <laughs> So fever, I feel bad for fever, honestly. (laughs) Poor fever. It's actually, poor fever. It just gets a bad reputation that it really doesn't deserve because it's actually not inherently a bad thing to have a fever or have a temperature. So what even is a fever? I feel like this is just one of the big misnomers. It's any temperature above 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit. So if it's under that, it's actually not technically a fever. And a fever itself is actually a big part, a very critical part of our body's process of actually fighting off an infection. So pyrogens are the basically compounds in the body that tell the body to turn up the heat, so to speak. So their production is caused when there's a pathogen overload. The body senses, oh, we have an invasion. There's too many pathogens. We got to kind of bring down the numbers. And so the pyrogens then basically increase the temperature. The body is trying to turn up the heat to kill off the pathogen. It's like how we need to make sure we cook chicken long enough (laughs) to kill off the germs or whatever it might be. So this makes sense, of course, when you think about it. And we need to not, we need to not panic about these things. We need to like apply logic to these sorts of situations because fever can actually be really beneficial for fighting off an illness quickly versus having that like long lingering Um, illness that a lot of people tend to get when they fight fever right from the jump. So I usually personally try to write it out for a few days. So if I get a fever, so on my honeymoon, I got a fever. (laughs) So I got one on Wednesday and I didn't do anything specifically for it. I didn't have much with me, honestly, which is probably not the smartest thing in the world, but I tried to write it out for a couple days, just do supportive care. And then I felt much, much better after that and ended up recovering pretty easily from it. So if a fever is causing severe symptoms or dehydration, I will jump into action with some of the tools I have in my back pocket. And it also depends on the level of the fever. So we've linked in the show notes, Earthly Wellness, their website has a fever magnet. That is a great gift for any moms or other, just anyone else that really wants to know about fevers. It gives guidelines on levels of fever and information about what to do. What's a mild fever? What's moderate? What's considered dangerous? Having this knowledge is so important because it helps take away the fear when you have a basic understanding of how our body is supposed to work in regard to fever. Yeah, that's super helpful because I feel like the second it's one degree over, it's like everybody starts Mm -hmm. freaking out. (laughs) Which is, I feel like, but I feel like that's the way that it's messaged to us. Like nobody should feel guilty for feeling that way. Like that's the way that it's messaged is like fever is super dangerous. Fever is the worst thing in the world. And then so we, we hear that and then that's the message that we're told by lots of authority figures. And so it's really hard to have a difference of opinion, but I would just encourage you to look into the research about it. And I just like having the magnet as a reference point. So that's a, something I recommend a lot of times for people that have little kids because great way to reassure yourself. But there, of course, there are things you can do before taking a medication for a fever, I personally hydrate and just drink lots of electrolytes, just lots of sodium, lots of potassium, keep myself hydrated because fever will naturally dehydrate you. That's one of the biggest risks of fever is that you can get really dehydrated with a fever. I just try to make sure like you're like basically that you're, you're able to sweat. You're not that dehydrated. You're able to pee normally, all that good stuff. Also taking a lukewarm shower or bath can be really great because it'll actually feel cold if you have a fever and naturally help the body temperature kind of regulate itself. And then in terms of things to take, I like taking Earthly's Feel Better Fast Remedy. It's like an herbal tincture and a dropper, and it's a go-to for lots of things. It's great for pain and upset stomach and fever, just to name a few things. It has key herbs, including echinacea, fennel, astragalus, elderflower, and cinnamon. And so I like that as kind of like a good catch-all. And then if I know what it is, <laughs> I'll take the Genexa brand of medication. They have some homeopathic remedies for colds and flu and allergies. I really like those for kind of the initial 
part before I actually get before I decide I need to take real medicine, quotes, real medicine. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I didn't know about this Earthly's Feel Better Fast remedy. So I'm glad to know about that. Yeah, it's awesome. We are talking earlier and we're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that you do this for that. And it was cool to have a meeting of the minds about these things. Because even amongst our profession, it's not super common to talk about the way that you treat these things or the way that you kind of are working in these situations. And so I feel like it's helpful to know what other people do for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if you're going to break down and take something, (laughs) what are you going to do? If I take medicine, I will take ibuprofen. I honestly avoid using acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, like the plague because it depletes glutathione, which is the body's main antioxidant, and it can be really damaging to the liver. I mean, ibuprofen is also not like winning any awards at being great for you. Don't get me wrong, but it's my choice for headaches and cramps and fever for myself. It can be really hard on the kidneys and the gut, so I make sure to be really hydrated and always take it with food if I do take it, but I really just try to avoid it because it can it can really have a negative impact on your gut. There was actually a study that was done talking about using anti-inflammatory medications actually inhibiting ovulation in some women. Have I have I talked to you about this, Chelsea? No. Because ovulation is inherently an inflammatory process. Like we talked about, we talked about sometimes like inflammation is not necessarily a bad thing, just like fever. And so it has to be in the right season and time. So in order to ovulate, it's slightly inflammatory. There's prostaglandins, basically things that are causing like vasoconstriction and dilation to move the egg down and out basically. And so that's inflammatory. And so if you were to take lots of anti-inflammatories around ovulation, it could potentially inhibit your ovulation, which is so weird. So that's one thing I've, I've learned recently that I've been nerding out about. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. Yeah. Because so, I, mean, I mean, if you think about benign. it, some people... Yeah. Yeah. And some people get crampy around ovulation time or, mm-hmm. you know, they, sometimes they feel worse yeah. during that time than their actual um, yeah, cycle. I do. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then they might be taking stuff and then kind of shooting themselves in the foot if, if they're trying yep. to conceive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and ibuprofen. So that's just the one specific thing with any anti-inflammatory, but ibuprofen falls in that category. So does aspirin. So uh, really anything anti-inflammatory. So ibuprofen is not, you know, inherently good either. (laughs) So just keep that in mind. Acetaminophen is not technically like in that category. It's just so damaging in other ways. So just, you just pick your poison basically (laughs) with this stuff. (laughs) But when I'm choosing a brand, I think it's important to like do some damage control about what you're actually picking. So I always pick the Genexa brand of medication. I don't know if you've seen these, Chelsea, they're on Amazon, they're in like Whole Foods and health food stores. They have like conventional medications like ibuprofen and acetaminophen, as well as they have like the natural remedies too. They're just made a lot cleaner without chemicals and dyes. And so if I have medicine in my cabinet, that's what I pick because I don't use it frequently enough that the cost difference doesn't really make a huge difference to me. Mm -hmm. I try to have the cleanest things possible. So if I do have to break down and take it, it's not like I'm getting blasted with red dye number 40 or anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great, that is a great option. Yeah, I mean, we will go to that as a last resort as well. My kids know, and I guess we're kind of moving into fever, into headache, pain, injury, kind of this next category, but my kids always know, like if they're going to come to me and say they have a headache or something, they're, you know, they're going to know I'm going to ask, have you had enough water? Have you had electrolytes? And so <laughs> yep. if they come, if they come to tell me that, they're like, yes, mom, I've had enough water, I've had enough <laughs> electrolytes. But so <laughs> they already know. We, they already know, which is good. And we have an essential oil rollerball from Revive Oils called Headache that we will use that. We They also know to go take an Epsom salt bath, you know, when they're feeling kind of crummy and yucky. So those are things that we do. It's so funny. Um, my daughter and I were laughing the other day because we were remembering that when she was little, anytime she had anything going on, like a headache or leg pain or whatever, a wet paper towel was always the magic fix. And I don't even know how we got that started. I think she was having a growing pain in the middle of the night and out of complete desperation and exhaustion. I'm like, let me wrap your legs in wet paper towels like a cast. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. Like, 
out of my mind. So tired. And then it just became a thing. And then she wanted a wet paper towel on, like on her for everything. I was like such a placebo effect. And this really only works with Viva paper towels. I'm kind of a paper towel snob because I love the Viva wow. brand because they are thick and they work really well. And so um, they don't tear apart. But yeah, uh, we went through a lot of paper towels. Sorry, Earth. Um, but it was. <laughs> that is so funny. But hey, placebo effect for sure. Yeah, it worked. So if anybody needs to borrow the ma magic paper towel trick, you might give that a try. And we, I always have magnesium spray by their bed. I've really moved to the lotion now because I have traumatized my children with spray. Like one time with one of my boys, he like, he yanked away as I was trying to spray it on like his legs and his feet. And then it like, went in his eye. And so I was horrible. Thing. Oh my goodness. Aww. I know. Cause it, it already kind of stings anyway. So I know I, it stings. I can't even imagine having that in my eyeball. Poor thing. I, I know. I mean, now my boys can swallow capsules, but my daughter, she still can't. I, she has got such a mental block when it comes to this. I mean, it is, I keep telling her there's sometimes when like, she has something, you know, like even if we do have like a, a better ibuprofen on hand or something, I mean, she can't take it because she can't swallow capsules. And I'm like, sorry, you need to learn to swallow capsules. Go get a wet paper towel. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess she's, she's stuck with the paper towels until she can learn to swallow capsules. That's okay. Could, uh, could be worse. Could be worse. Exactly. Exactly. But if we're talking, you know, more about like kind of this headache, pain, injury stuff. I will refer everybody to the the podcast that Carly and I did about SPMs and systemic enzymes for chronic inflammation. Sometimes we can use them in acute situations like this. Um, SPMs mm -hmm. are like a, you know, so you could use that maybe in place of ibuprofen. I've done that sometimes. Um, if I have a headache, kind of I've had that and mm -hmm. then the enzymes are like, you know, Pac-Mans to help chomp down some of the inflammation for things like headache or musculoskeletal injuries. So those are some options. But um, I'm going to go ahead and interject here and say, again, do not take any of this in medical advice. Just this week in the Christian Health Club, we had a, a situation come up where somebody was asking me about anti-inflammatories. And so we were talking about some of these options, but her husband is on blood thinners. And so like those would be contraindicated in something like that. So like just, any of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because so, they're all anti-inflammatory, even like dissolve it all, like the SPMs, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. It, and even like, so even like the turmeric tincture that I'm going to share about, like all those things could be contraindicated. So you really need to be mindful, especially if you're on medications, like please always talk to your doctor before you do anything different. Yes, exactly. It's very, very important. But yeah, so yeah, because another thing that I was like, well, yeah, I, um, the the leafy tincture, which you like, and you you really use this a lot. Yep. So it is very simple. It's a turmeric ginger tincture. The brand is called Leafy Organics, and it's the prana tincture. And I will take like two to three dropperfuls up to three times a day if I'm having like pains, like aches and pains, headache, etc. I tend to be in that like terrible ovulation camp <laughs> where I'm like having like an ovulation pain like all day long, all that stuff. So the best part about this tincture is it can generally be used for like for almost anybody unless you're on blood thinners. So it actually is safe for animals. So cool. It actually says it on their website that you can use it with animals. You can use it with kids. Um, super, su super, super simple ingredients. Um, so like that and then fish oil. I use SPM. So I'll like take two SPMs three times a day if I'm like having a bunch of headaches. I did some did some stuff to my tendon and my foot <laughs> because I was sick. It was a whole long story. But my I have tendonitis in my foot. And so I took systemic enzymes. I took dissolved it all for a few days. I took two of those daily. And then I took Intenzyme Forte for a few days, five of those a day. So I just kind of piled it all on together. But we're just we're kind of cowboys over here. So <laughs> don't 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 do as we do as we suggest, not as we do. But I think any and all of those things could be helpful. Yes, definitely cowboy over here. I'm I will <laughs> I'm like I throw all the spaghetti at the wall and try all the things. And sometimes things don't work and sometimes they do. But I will tell you something that I finally figured out that has worked for me. Thank you, Jesus, because I was getting horrible, horrible hormonal headaches 
every time right before I would start my period and they would take me down for like three days. Like uh, there was nothing that I, I mean, I took all the bad, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff. I took it all. It's like, I will do anything to get rid of these headaches. They would turn into sinus headaches actually, because there's this whole estrogen histamine relationship situation happening. So, you know, I even tried SPMs, antihistamines, everything. But what finally worked was when I started taking evening primrose oil every day. And it is a fatty acid that supports progesterone production. And so I just don't think I had enough progesterone to counteract the estrogen, but that's what finally worked for me. And so I take those every day. And I have, I want to knock on wood over here, but I haven't had a hormonal headache in many months and hallelujah, it has been so helpful. And, you know, so anyway, that's just something I've tried that's worked. It may not be enough in the future as my, if I, you know, as I'm going through perimenopause here, my, I don't know that might, my progesterone might tank even more in a way that I need something more supportive, but for now it's working for me. So I'm just really, really happy to have found relief. Yes. absolutely. And it took, I mean, it took months to figure out the solution. I feel like we talked about that so many times. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. It keeps, and we kept, we kept troubleshooting and trying different things. It's like nothing. And you would tell me like, I'm trying this. I'm like, that sounds like it would work. Why isn't it working? (laughs) And just, just like, just to bring it into perspective for y'all, like, we don't always have all the answers, even for ourselves. We'll be like, oh, why is this thing happening? And it could take some troubleshooting. Like our bodies are not like a perfect one plus one equals two equation. There's so much, there's so much behind the scenes. There's so much biochemistry and everyone's different. Like everyone was created uniquely. So just know that what works for your body might not work for ours and vice versa. Yeah. And I would have, some of the things would work one month, like the SPMs one time, it Mm -hmm. felt like it worked. And I was like, yeah, I found the solution. And then next month it wouldn't. And then one month I tried essential (laughs) amino acids and it felt like it worked. I was like, yay. And then the next month it didn't. So the evening primrose oil is the only thing that has worked. I mean, it's been very many months now. So I know that's, that's what has worked for me, but you're right. Exactly. I'm just, just saying what's been working for me. Okay, let's talk about when somebody has to use an antibiotic. I get this question a lot. So what do you think about this? Right. And I have always prided myself. I'm like, I try to avoid medications and da-da-da-da-da, especially antibiotics. But this year has certainly been humbling. With the wedding stress, my body was thrown for a loop. And so after, like, after the wedding and we went on our honeymoon, I was like, now I'm sick. Awesome. So that said, (laughs) I already have had to take antibiotics once so far this year, and we're like two months into the year. So yay. I say that very tongue in cheek because antibiotics can be so necessary at times. We just want to make sure that they're used in the right scenarios. But along with the bacteria they're trying to kill, like for a sinus infection, they will also inadvertently kill off many of your good gut bacteria. Um, Say use Saccharomyces boulardii, I call it SAC-B for short, since Saccharomyces boulardii is such a mouthful, is a beneficial yeast. And that helps to buffer the beneficial bacteria in our gut from being totally wiped out and annihilated by antibiotic use. So when I do have to take antibiotics, I take one capsule of Saccharomyces. Usually it's about 250 milligrams per capsule with each dose of antibiotic, and I find it so helpful. I also just suggest this to patients all the time, like all the time. And bonus point is that I've found that using this actually helps me avoid antibiotic side effects like getting loose stools or GI upset or feeling super nauseous, like any of those things. So we've linked two options. I like, if I'm like, you know, like in this situation when I was like out of, out of the city that I live in, I don't have any of my stuff with me. You can get Flora store over the counter. So I got it if you get Walgreens, but I also like the Seeking Health brand on full script. I have that in my medicine cabinet always. Okay. So having SAC B on hand, if you have to take Mm -hmm. an antibiotic. Okay. Yep. That is handy. Do you, what do you think about I remember when I had Tina from Just Thrive on the podcast and she recommended taking taking a like a soil-based probiotic like that as well away from the yeah. antibiotic. I think that's a great idea. Sometimes I have people do that like as a recovery. Like after you take the antibiotic, if you feel like if you feel like your gut's a little wonky, then I then I would take it for like a couple 
like maybe a couple months, like usually one bottle of Megaspore, just Thrive, something like that. I have had, I mean, I have taken it like when I'm taking an antibiotic, but it's not usually my first, like my first choice to take it at the same time. Cause I kind of feel like there's a killing happening of bacteria mm-hmm. and I feel like adding spore base. I'm, I think it's not, not a bad thing. I just don't know if it's super effective and I want to make sure if I'm taking an expensive antibiotic, I want to make sure that it's in a good time for it to work <laughs> and not yeah. kind of being sabotaged by lovely antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so the, the sec B just, it goes along well with it. Just kind of yeah. a little bit pr- protective, protective. Yeah. And then afterward, I love just Thrive or Megaspore to like help recover mm-hmm. my gut. Cause I know that there's still some bacteria that are, are killed off. It's not like it's a miracle or anything to take Saccharomyces. Right. It's just a helpful thing to do. Yeah. Helpful. I remember when I had to take an antibiotic for a, a UTI and I was so devastated because I had just finished a gut healing protocol. <laughs> and then That's I was terrible. like, oh, <laughs> you know, they're like four months long. And then I went in there and H bombed my bacteria with, with an antibiotic. Oh, so no. that stunk. But so, but that said, I have had luck heading off a UTI several times with the supplement called UT answer which I can find in the grocery store, which is helpful. I mean, not my small town grocery store, but like a regular size grocery store, you might be able to find this and it can be very helpful for heading off a UTI. But if you are going to try to take a supplement to head off a UTI, like it doesn't work unless I start taking it the second I think that I have one. And I mean, I will take it even if I'm not sure. (laughs) Like if I am starting to suspect I will take it. And my problem the first time I had a UTI was that when I had to take the antibiotic is I'd never had one before. And so I didn't know what was happening until like three to four days in. And so I did try the supplement and I went actually way too long trying to use it and, Mm, you know, kind of take care of it naturally. And then finally I went in to the doctor and got the antibiotic, but I waited too long. You can't do that because it can be so, it could be very dangerous. So if you don't, catch it basically the second you know, then <laughs> you just got to do what you got to do. Sometimes yep. antibiotics are absolutely necessary, but what's in the UT answer is, you know, a lot of us hear about cranberry. So cranberry is a good thing. It's got cranberry, it's got vitamin C and then D manos is kind of the big one that you're mm-hmm. looking for those compounds to be. In yeah. There. So I love UT answer. I think, I think there is one other option. I like UT cleanse. It's okay. just not great because it's not on full script, but I think it's awesome. It also has probiotics in it. Like it has lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, mm. I believe. So that's kind of nice just to help give a little bit more like repopulation of good gut bacteria. So this is what I keep on hand. I always have two containers of this just in case. And like Chelsea said, you have to, you have to intervene quickly. If you have like the slightest suspicion, <laughs> go for it because you can't do any harm by taking taking this for a couple of days. And if you're like, oh, I, I held it off. Awesome. That's okay. But the way that D-mannose and cranberry work is preventing ad- adhesion of bacteria to the bladder wall. And so it, the earlier you do that, the better, because the more the back, more bacteria adhere to the bladder wall, the worse bladder slash u- urinary tract like area, the more that adhere, the harder it's going to be to get rid of and the more dangerous it gets over the period of several days. So listen to your body. Also, I'd say you know, tracking your like temperature can be really helpful because when you start to get like a fever from UTI, you're like, okay, probably can't do this with oh, natural yeah. things anymore. That's kind of mm-hmm. my first sign of like, okay, probably should like call it quits on all this stuff. Like you can see, you can keep doing it, but sometimes you got to call in the big guns, like Chelsea said. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel like your lady garden's on fire, you might want to just. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fire extinguisher. I don't want to, I don't want to use water anymore. Fire extinguisher, yeah. please. You're like, Pyrogens, did you get up in my lady garden? What's happening? <laughs> they um, probably did. They probably did. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of lady garden, I wanted to men- mention something that has been helpful for yeast infections in the past for me, and that is boric acid suppositories. It's not a supplement you take, you know, orally. You got to put it on up there in the lady garden, and it kind of dissolves and does what it needs to do. It's actually an boric acid is an age old remedy. Um, for yeast infections and it's, you know, kind of a nice alternative to something like Monistat, but that's been helpful for me in the past. I've used a brand called Love Wellness off of Amazon. Actually, it's the, 
it's called the killer by love wellness. And so it's, it's kind That's of funny, awesome. but it comes in a <laughs> cute little pill looking passage that you look like you would take the pills orally, but you don't, you insert them vaginally and then it really helps. So yeah, that's a, that might be a good one for yeah. and keep and in that mind. Works. Yeah. And that works because it basically adjusts, adjusts the pH. So the pH is not friendly to the yeast, the yeast things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. basically makes it like an inhospitable environment and it kicks the yeast out, which is really cool. So again, something to try initially when you're in the first stages of fun there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it could be that it that's, it's more complicated than that, but sometimes when it, it can be as simple as doing that, but sometimes it's not simple. Speaking of things that are not simple, let's talk about <laughs> diarrhea and constipation. <laughs> not not simple. How about not simple and not pleasant? None of these things are really pleasant, but this is especially unpleasant. So diarrhea is what we like to call a cleansing symptom. I feel like Chelsea. I feel like you coined this ter- coined this term. It's an everybody out moment. <laughs> so diarrhea being one of the avenues the body uses to get rid of toxins or pathogens it's been exposed to and has marked as like, this is bad. This is trash, needs to leave. (laughs) So as uncomfortable as it can be, it is actually a way our body is trying to help us. And uh, just really just continuing to demonstrate that our body is on our side always, um, even in this sort of circumstance. So to help support that kind of root cause, I personally use Mega IgG 2000. Say that three times fast. So basically, it is a dairy-free immunoglobulin concentrate. So immunoglobulins are like immune soldiers, and it can support healthy digestion, detoxification, and gut barrier function. So think like leaky gut. But in the case of, of diarrhea, it basically binds up to the toxins and pathogens and like allows the stool to form better and then escorts it out of the body. Um, like as a normal bowel movement, basically. So when I've had this sort of situation, I would take six capsules a day with plenty of fluids, try to be trying to do like three and three. But if I forget, I will take six at a time. Again, cowboy vibes over here. <laughs> plenty, but make sure you take plenty of fluids and electrolytes with it because it can be constipating. We don't want to like go from diarrhea to constipation, like cause another problem. So that is my, that's my first line of defense. And it, it, it works almost every time I've tried this. And it does help to bind up the pathogens like binders. I know we kind of talked about like what's the difference between mega IgG and binders. Isn't that something you were asking me about, Chels? Mm-hmm. Like and this, is, this versus this... binders? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like charcoal or another binder. It does bind up the pathogens, but it also has the supportive of the gut barrier function. So it's not just like taking stuff out like charcoal would. It's kind of building back and co- like promoting healing and soothing of that area. So I feel like it does more than just a binder. So Mm -hmm. I do carry around charcoal in my purse. (laughs) So I will also just take two capsules of charcoal if I need to, and that can act as a binder for toxins. It's just easy to carry around. So at one of my friend's weddings, she accidentally ate gluten. (laughs) And so she ran over to me and was like in a panic. She's like, do you have your charcoal with you? Because she knows I always carry activated charcoal caps in my purse. And so those hopefully helped prevent the, the gluten from being absorbed by her. And so she was fine. She normally doesn't feel good when she eats gluten, but it helped her. So I thought it was actually a really funny example of charcoal saving the day, which it does sometimes. Oh, that's good. Well, she didn't have celiac though, right? No, no, she didn't have celiac, but it was a good emergency rescue. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Good. Rescuing her from some disaster pants, possibly. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> from the, from a Holding it off. <laughs> yes. No, no cleansing symptoms. <laughs> and this is a place. Well, it was our, I mean, it's our wedding day. I'm like, we don't, we don't want a cleansing symptom on our wedding day. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. That just, no. Okay. So the, the mega, the mega IgG, that's a mega spore. You like the mega spore. Um, yeah, it's the that? same brand. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's actually the most high quality and the most affordable. There's lots of other brands, but they're just less accessible. So I like this one a lot. Yeah. And it's available in full script. So a lot yes. of these are, For those of you who have a full script account with me, a lot of these are available in full script. And Carly and I are actually, we're going to put all this together in like a resource you can download because a lot of you are probably like trying to maybe like write some of this down or or like, (laughs) ah, I wish I had this all in one place. So we're going to make, we have something for you that you can just download. So the link will be in the show notes too for that. But a lot, some of these are on full script, some are not. And so we will indicate which are and which are not. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's let's go on the flip side of diarrhea, which would be constipation. <laughs> this would be my territory, and we could really do an entire <laughs> entire episode on this topic, but because it is big. But I'm just so I'm like, we're just going to give you like a couple things to consider here and have on hand. Okay. First and foremost, you have got to be drinking enough water. I think a lot of people overlook this, and I mean things are just going to be. Hard and dry and stuck if you are not drinking enough water. So that's just make sure, check yourself on that. And then (laughs) the the next strategy I would say, make sure that you have enough magnesium, you know, um, like a magnesium supplement can be helpful. And I don't mean like magnesium citrate, like a natural calm, which you can use in a more acute situation, but that's not something that I would rely on indefinitely. I would get on a good all around magnesium Carly and I like a mag SRT by jigsaw, the B free version. So the one without B vitamins, that's what I take regularly on the reg to help keep, keep me reg if you know what I mean. So that's a good one. I take that every night I also use the magnesium lotion on my belly every night. And so like, yeah, like I said, I've moved from magnesium spray over to magnesium lotion. And there's one on full script that I like by Trace Minerals uh, Research. And I put that right on the, rub that right on the lower left side of my belly, just kind of over the bowel area. And I'm like thinking good thoughts, like relax, little bowel, give me a good poop in the morning. (laughs) So that can be. Oh my be. goodness. <laughs> You're so funny. I can't help it. It just comes to mind every time Aww. I'm like rubbing. I'm just like, just like, come on, little bell. Let's do, let's do some good work tomorrow. But so between, so I like use it topically and orally, you know, so those are good Chelsea, things. Is there a specific way that you massage that? Sorry to interrupt you. Is there a specific way that you yeah. actually massage or you just kind of like apply it? Because I was thinking about like the ileocecal valve massage. Sometimes I recommend that to people. Once you explain what that is. So the ileocecal valve, sorry to be like the nerd of the group. No, it's <laughs> awesome. No, it's The ileocecal it's valve is basically the connection between the l- lovely parts of the small intestine and large intestine. And so if it's not flowing properly, you could have some backflow, lovely I know, of the constipated area in the large intestine, backflow into the small intestine, and that can actually make constipation worse. So I will link, there's a article, I think on Dr. Jockers or something of how to do it, but it gives you a graph. So if you look at like your, if you're looking down at yourself and you have your belly button in the middle, right? I hope so. <laughs> and then if you put your right thumb on your hip bone, left thumb on like your belly button area, it's about halfway between those two areas. And then you would take your fingers and place them right there and you basically press in slowly and you move it in a just gentle circular motion. And it's really important to not go in the wrong direction. So we'll just post the link to how to do it because it's basically like a clockwise motion in that area. It's super helpful for constipation. And so if you could add that in as a bonus, that's always really nice. Yeah, no, I've always done it on the opposite side, like kind of like in the the last, you know, territory right before it comes out. It's because like, it really gross, but I'm just going to say it anyway. <laughs> Here we go. Sometimes, <laughs> Here we go, everybody. <laughs> I swear, sometimes, oh my gosh, how gross do I want to be? Well, I'm just going to say, sometimes I can feel <laughs> like if I'm constipated, I have felt before, like, I mean, literally, if there feels like there is a log stuck in my gut, like down, like it's like right before it wants to come out, it is just right there. And so I have felt like big, hard like lump on that side and so I guess that's just why I'm naturally tend to do it on that side is like it's almost like I want to break it apart now I mean and that's not what I have every night but it's just in the past when I used to be really constipated that's where I would feel it is on my lower left side and so that's just kind of where I that's where I would rub it but the ileocecal valve that would be that would be getting ahead of the game getting ahead of it which would be good too but if if it's late in the game so that's really what we're talking about here if it's early in the game rub your ileocecal valve if it's late in the game rub it on maybe like the lower left side of your belly oh my yep gosh. right before it leaves <laughs> yeah right before it it exits the building it's a final it's a it's a final exit <laughs> good you're waving goodbye bye <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. But if those, if those things don't work, cause those are pretty simple things, there's a supplement called 
Trifola or Trifola, I don't know, people say it differently. And I like the one by Organic India, and that can help constipation. It's a, an Ayurvedic formula with a blend of three wildcrafted fruits. It's why Tri, so it's probably Trifola. And the fruits are Amla, Bibtaki, and Harataki. And I'm not exactly sure what those are, but it's this Ayurvedic formulation. And it's very gentle. So you don't have to worry about like an everybody out disaster pants situation. So I like that. That's a that's kind of a good one to use. I've seen it in grocery stores, but it's also available on full script. So that's good. And then I would say kind of my big gun is Bowel Mover by Cellcore. Uh, this is one that I recommend that people get if they're doing the four-month foundational protocol, uh, the, the Cellcore protocol and tend towards constipation because you cannot do a detox and not poop. I mean, you, sh- you, you really just shouldn't be living and not mm-hmm. pooping. You got you got to poop. <laughs> um, but doing a detox or just you can't be messing around with that. So it will get the job done. I always have it on hand. I uh, take it with me when I go on vacations just because I know I'm going to be eating more cloggy type foods. I recently, it's funny because I recently went on this big fun girls trip to Palm Springs with all of my college besties. This is the year we're all turning 50. And so we had this big celebration to kick it off. We call it our Jubilee year, but I forgot my bowel mover. I was like, oh, this is horrible. But luckily one of my friends who was there, I had turned her onto it a while back. And so she does not leave town without it. So she had some. And I was grateful because I did need a little help for the vacation constipation. So that was, that was good. So those are my kind of, you know, if we had to do a quick overview, but so listen, let me ask you this, because one thing that happened when we were in Palm Springs, and this was so bad, my friend's husband got some kind of horrible 24 hour bug and was like barfing his brains out. Poor guy. Mm. We, my husband and I were sharing a casita, like this two bedroom casita with them. And I, could hear him. I was like, Oh man. I mean, it was at first I was like, did he have too much drinky? But he, that was not what it was. It was, (laughs) it was some kind of bad badness. And she had to call her doctor to get a prescription, call in a prescription, but she was asking me and I didn't really have any, I honestly, I didn't have anything come to mind. I mean, aside like a binder, but he couldn't keep anything down, you know? So what, what do you recommend for something like that? Yeah, I'd say if it's pretty mild, I'm like, I'll try to take a binder, but I'm like, it's just really hard to handle vomiting. Um, It's just like diarrhea. It's another very terrible feeling symptom, but it does actually have a purpose. Of course, you know, it's our body's effort to clear something out. You guys have heard us say this enough at this point. So (laughs) personal goal, if that's happening, is just to stay as comfortable as possible while I wait for the pathogen to be eliminated by my immune system. So I do like Nausea Calm melt-away tablets from Boyron Homeopathic because those can be super helpful and they dissolve in your mouth. So it could work during vomiting versus having to swallow something and wait for your body to digest it. I also always make sure to stay super hydrated with lots of electrolytes. And then I will, I'm a ginger stan. I love ginger. (laughs) I'll drink ginger tea. But if this is happening to me, I like Zevia ginger ale for nausea, even if it's just for my cycle or vomiting. So Zevia is that stevia soda that doesn't have all the chemicals in it. It's awesome for this sort of scenario. So that's that. those are my things. There's not a ton that you can do. It's just trying to stay hydrated, keeping electrolytes up, and just stay, trying to stay comfortable. But the nausea calm can really come in clutch sometimes. Mm, that's such a good idea. The Zevia ginger ales. That's a good alternative to Sprite because I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, the answer to a nauseous tummy was like, okay, Sprite and saltine crackers. <laughs> I, yep. can, I can literally, yeah. I remember literally this, like, this is my memory, like staying home from school, laying on the couch, drinking Sprite, eating saltines, watching the prices right. You're probably too young for that, but uh, <laughs> That's like my memory of being sick when I was, when I was young, this recently happened to somebody in the club. She was bless her heart. She had it coming out of both ends. She was, I won't say it was, but she was like, I'm sitting on the toilet and I have a garbage can in my lap. If so, if that gives you any kind of indication of what's going on here. And it means she couldn't keep anything. She like, couldn't even keep water down. And so that was tough, you know, and it just, sometimes it just catches you off guard when you. You don't have anything. You can't go anywhere. You can't get anything. And so somebody had a good 
a suggestion to put a, like maybe a little salt, a little bit of salt in the mouth, just a little bit under the tongue, and then just mm. take little sips of water. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just also, kind of help. If, yeah, it, I mean, that could definitely help. And I think too, in terms of hydration, like if you need to go get an IV, like you got to go do that, right? So listen to your body. Your body will tell you when you're like, you need help. If you can't keep anything down and it's been a couple days, like watch yourself. Yeah. And then somebody else had suggested, you know, like essential oils, like they had mm-hmm. used like Young Living Digize or something, or, mm-hmm. you know, what, yeah. whatever you have, that's your version, whatever essential oil brand you use, your version of some kind of like digestion or anything like that. That might be mm-hmm. something helpful if you just can't keep anything down. Yes. But yeah. So speaking of like getting those IVs, I had my first IV done when I came to Tampa for your wedding. Oh, that is so yeah. cool. I love I that. I was like, oh, I'm going to a big city. What can I do that's fun that I can't do? And so I went in <laughs> and had just I like one it. of those IVs that have, you know, like just things to help really, because I was like, I'm flying like not two days in a row, but I'm flying in and then I'm going to the wedding and then I'm flying out again. And so I just thought, oh, maybe something to just keep me hydrated, like kind of a boost immune. So they have all of these different kinds of solutions that you can choose. So that was really cool. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Be nice. Yeah. Maybe not if you're actively throwing up. (laughs) No, no. Right. That's not going to happen. Don't don't puke on anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Not if, not if you're having any trouble like that, but maybe afterward, if you just need a little kind of rehydration, restoration. Replenish, replenish your bod like that for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Okay. Let's talk about, I mean, we kind of talked about fevers and headaches and stuff, but what about like colds and sinus and like fluey things. Like yeah. what well, what are we gonna do about that? This is very top of mind because this may or may not have just happened to me <laughs> yeah. on my honeymoon. And guess who wasn't guess who has two thumbs and wasn't prepared? This girl. Because I just wasn't expecting it to happen. So I personally love using the clear nasal spray. It's spelled X L E A R, but it's pronounced clear. So it's two sprays in each nostril up to three to four times a day. Like I will go on with that stuff and I will do a lot. So the reason it's helpful is it's a combination of saline, such as salt water, xylitol, which is a a sugar alcohol that helps prevent bacterial adhesion, and grapefruit seed extract, which is like antimicrobial. So that kind of combo is really wonderful, and it's been shown to reduce buildup of viral and bacterial populations in the nose. So I will use this if I'm for prevention if I'm at a big event or up to three to four times a day when I'm actually sick. Word to the wise, I would never, ever share this with other people because it could pass the germs around if you share the nasal spray. Like it's basically taking the germs from your nose, putting them in someone else's nose. Unfortunately, I did not employ the prevention trick at my own wedding because I was kind of (laughs) busy. And so I did get sick. (laughs) And when I do get sick, I will use the aforementioned remedies we talked about. So cold calm or flu fix from Genexa or the oxalococcinium from Boiron for an illness once it happens. I also love elderberry syrup, and I prefer the one from Earthly Wellness. Again, um, it's a combo of elderberry and other immune-supportive herbs, and so I really like that. Yeah, elderberry is great. I have one from Rocasa Organics that I like, and we also keep some homeopathic things on hand. Um, Boiron and Highlands. So I've got some Highlands things in my cabinet kind of similar and cold and fever tablets and yep. their cough syrup and stuff. And we, I like to use those, those, the clear, I was, I just always want to say X clear. I'm like, why did you spell it like that? But anyway, the, the, <laughs> the nasal sprays and I get everybody their own bottle that lives in my house and we write your name on it with a Sharpie. So there is just no confusion <laughs> about whose bottle this is. Cause that is, that would be, but <laughs> Another thing I do if someone is like, I feel like somebody starting to get something in my house is that I will give them any of the para products from Cellcor that I happen to have on hand. There was a stomach bug going around the school when I was about to go on that Palm Springs trip. And I was like, mm-hmm. Lord, I am not missing this trip because somebody in this house is going to get a stomach bug. So I was like giving out <laughs> para three shots to everybody. And by shots, I mean like I would add a dropper full of para three because it's a tincture and put it like in a little shot glass of organic juice because it's kind of gross and not very tasty and my people don't want to take <laughs> it. But but that's that's good. So anybody that does have any of those para products, Cellcor products on hand, because one thing when we do go through the foundational protocol, people usually have that para three left over. And that mm-hmm. is a, a good, op, a good way to use it 
afterward if you have that on hand. And it's also a good idea to use a, that nasal spray, like if you, you're going to be in air travel, you know, and mm-hmm. you just kind of want to, pro, like you said, proactively have something like that to use if you are traveling. So, yeah. yeah. It, I, I, for all the things that I take with me when I travel, it's like I don't usually end up taking the right thing. Like I forgot my bowel mover and I, you know, forget like the nasal spray. It's so, I don't know why packing is just so overwhelming and then I take the wrong thing, but whatever. <laughs> it is really overwhelming. <laughs> I almost forgot to mention the bee propolis stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. So bee propolis is super antimicrobial. I love that. So there is a throat spray from Beekeepers Naturals that I really, really like. I use that sometimes. Again, if I'm sick, if I have a sore throat, they have lozenges too. It's really good stuff. They also actually have a cough syrup. I think it's like buckwheat honey or something. And it's really That's- good and it works great. Yes. Yeah. We've had that before too. Yeah. I like that throat spray and my kids like it because it tastes good. So <laughs> yep, don't use good. it if you're allergic to bees though, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. It does Correct. come from a bee. So please do not use it if you're allergic to bees. Speaking of allergies, Ooh. why don't we talk about that? What a transition. Okay. Mm-hmm. So allergies, like seasonal allergies, We're talking about like the seasonal snifflies. So mm-hmm. leafy tincture, you guys are going to – I feel like a broken record. Here I am again. It's the turmeric ginger. It works really awesome for me for my allergies, so that's always worth a shot. If you already have it, might as well use it. That's my that's my motto. And then I also like the spring defense tonic from Organic Olivia. It's really great for seasonal allergies. And if I, like, need immediate relief, I use histamine digesting enzymes. So diamine oxidase, basically it's a histamine degrading enzyme. Histamine is the thing that makes you have allergies, that makes you feel gross when you have allergies. And so this just rapidly helps bring that down. So that's kind of my my trio for allergies. So spring defense and leafy daily, and then histamine digest if I'm like having a moment. And the clear nasal spray also helps me with my allergies too. So it's kind of a combo, all of the above. Mm -hmm. That's good. I I feel like the the leafy tincture is just that keeps coming up. Like that's just something that's a, a good yes. safe bet to Jack have. Jack of all trades. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Good deal. Let's talk about a few skin things because I have found something that's been helpful for my daughter's eczema. She, on her hands, she really only gets seasonal eczema on her hands, but it's bad enough that they'll crack and bleed and it's very painful. And so somebody in one of our practitioner groups happened to post that their child was having the same problem and had found relief using chewable colostrum tablets because she had a young child and they couldn't swallow capsules. I was like, oh, I have one of those, except she is old enough to swallow capsules now, but she cannot. But anyway, (laughs) these, these chewable capsules are called symbiotic colostrum chewables. And you know, it, it's not the super highest quality ever. They're okay. There's a few ingredients. I'm kind of like, eh, but I, I wanted to get exactly what this practitioner had used with her kids. So that's what I've got. And it's worked pretty well. I did try to switch her to standard process children's immune chewable wafers as an upgrade. And she absolutely hated them. She would not take them. So we have this full bottle. If anybody lives around me and would like to have it, you can give it a try. But it was really funny because as I was prepping for this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, what what are the names of these? So I went in her room and got them out. And she said, mom, do not recommend those gross ones to anybody. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm just getting, getting the name. Oh my, my goodness. That is so see. funny. I can't. She just feels very strongly about it. So I can tell. Um, I can tell. <laughs> yes, yes. So the symbiotics colostrum chewables, and you can find those on full script. One thing that came to mind when I was thinking about all this, because I feel like we're gonna get this question, because I actually did get this question recently, was about that product armra colostrum powder. And I don't have any personal experience with it. So I was going to ask you, do you know anything about it? Or, I mean, I've just see it advertised all the time. It comes up in my Facebook feed all the time. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't know much about it specifically. What, do you have any thoughts about it? Yeah. I mean, it's, to me, it's basically just colostrum. And so it's kind of like the Instagram version of colostrum. It's like the cool kind. Apparently, apparently the symbiotics isn't cool enough. Apparently, I'm totally kidding. It is a great brand. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think people like it because it's palatable. It's just not that unique in my opinion. I'm sorry if anyone loves it. Please, please feel free to tell me that I'm wrong. I'm open to hearing it. But I like to 
do something from full script if I can, because that helps my people to save dinero. So pure encapsulations, colostrum capsules is my pick. You could do the Armra. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not on full scripts. It's a little bit less convenient, but colostrum is so helpful. It is. So basically we talked about mega IgG. Mega IgG is like the dairy free version of colostrum. So they're very similar in their immune building capability, ability to heal leaky gut, all that cool, awesome stuff. However, the colostrum has dairy, has more dairy in it. So it's dairy versus the mega IgG is just bovine. So that can be a little bit more, more hypoallergenic for people. So if you're sensitive to dairy, this may not help you, but if you aren't sensitive to dairy, this would be great. Yeah. It might make it worse if you're like super sensitive to dairy, your gut is super leaky. But a lot of people, even people that are sensitive to dairy can tolerate colostrum. And so I always think it's worth a shot. If it makes it worse, you're like, okay, stop. Like use it, use it for something else, right? Yeah. Is there anything else that you like for eczema? Eczema. I like a topical called eczema honey. It contains organic honey, almond oil, olive oil, sunflower oil, colloidal oatmeal, and it's kind of like anti-inflammatory antioxidant support. I've recommended this to a few people and they really enjoyed it. I'm planning on getting my sister this for her birthday (laughs) because it's kind of pricey, but it's really, really helpful for eczema. And again, like we're talking, we're not talking about the root causes here. If you talk about like working on gut function, working on food sensitivities, you know, none of these things we're talking about root causes, but these are still things that can be helpful even if you don't have time to work on the root cause for a year while your eczema still looks the same, right? So you can, you know, those two those two things can exist at the same time. We can work on the long term while we're addressing it in the short term and making ourselves more comfortable. It, yes, exactly. I mean, a lot of things we're talking about today have much bigger, broader, like deeper issues that need to be addressed. Yes. But, you know, we could talk for three hours about this. <laughs> Pretty much all of these topics. Yeah. Well, I'll have to try that cream because we have tried a lot, a lot of topical creams and nothing has worked except one. And I'm a little bit cringy to tell you, <laughs> tell people <laughs> what it is because it's not the most natural or clean product, but it's the only one that we've really found to work so far. And that is the Mary Kay Extra Emollient Night Cream. And I don't mean any shade on Mary Kay. I know a lot of people who use it. It's just probably not the cleanest product out there, but you know, it works and it's been working for my daughter and you just, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know, until I find something that works like that. I just can't let her suffer. And so, but I'm going to try the, this honey cream and hopefully that will be a better, well, a little bit of a cleaner option. So Awesome. Um, yeah. Keep okay. us posted, what, please. <laughs> I, yes, I will. I will. Okay. What do you think about acne? I mean, we'll talk about something that's like very big and, you know, a big topic and not just like a right. quick, easy fix, but. Right. I think it's it's such a tricky thing to address and it really is just much more of a chronic issue than an acute one. So the way we address it often depends l- largely on what the actual root cause is. So I would really suggest if this is something that's just a chronic thing for you to work with a practitioner to figure out what your root cause is. And so like look at the CHP directory on Chelsea's website, all that good stuff. But we're going to share some things that could generally help, some topical things, some food things, some supplement things. Okay, awesome. So the first thing... These are things that I do. So I didn't even put this down in my notes, but I just thinking about it. Hypochlorous acid. It sounds really scary, <laughs> but it's basically our body. Our white blood cells make basically like our own internal bleach and it's called hypochlorous acid. And so there are forms of it that you can actually apply topically. It's super clean, super safe. It actually can even like get in your eyes supposedly without stinging. Not that I'm recommending you try that, but this is a really awesome thing for acne at the surface of the skin, they have a spray, they have a gel that I would apply to my skin if I'm having breakouts, things like that. I also like this brand called Hero Cosmetics. They have this little dot-shaped sticker (laughs) that you actually put on a pimple, and it has what's called hydrocolloid technology, which basically uses like uses pressure to pull the gunk out of the pimple. It just feels like there's a sticker on your face. And I look really silly, I know, but it's so helpful. I'll also use like a beauty counter mask on my face if I need to for acne for like individual spots, like the charcoal mask or like the Alatura mask, something like that. So that's kind of the topical things that I do. Cycling women, I mean, of course, all of mine are very related to my cycle, my little breakouts. So for cycling women, one thing that's really cool, I will eat a raw carrot daily 
and that helps to reduce estrogen from recirculating. And that is a major cause of acne. I tend to get lots of breakouts around ovulation and around my period because of estrogen fluctuation. And so having a carrot every day, the fibers in the carrot help to pull estrogen out of circulation. So it's not continuing to, to circulate around. And then when it comes to supplements, supporting your liver, supporting nutrient status like vitamin A and vitamin B12. So cod liver oil could be a great place to start. That's what I take. But I also like AdvaClear or Clear Stem Skin Care's Mind Body Skin. But you will likely need to work with a practitioner as there are some contraindications for any of those supplements to be aware of before you start. But those are all things that are in my toolkit for acne for myself. Yeah, those are those are good ideas. I and that amazing. Like eat a carrot every day. You. <laughs> it is amazing. It works I great though. Yeah, that's a good, I love that. Real food tip. Yes, it's funny. My son will come in and like, mom, where's your charcoal mask? I mean, he will, he, it's <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, can I take a picture of you and put it in social media? No, mom. Like, come on, it's good. Good repping for beauty counter. <laughs> but yes, and Aww. I do the same. I, yeah, I use the charcoal mask at least once a week. You know, I'm, you know, in this like perimenopause is like, it's going back to like puberty. It's like reverse puberty. And so it is, I have been breaking out more in, you know, this last like year than a long time. It's just not fun. Oh, goodness gracious. Benjamin Button over there. Like, go the wrong way. <laughs> wrong way. But yeah, I do love cod liver oil is, that's, that's a, that is a good place to start too. I think vitamin A is really good for skin. Okay. Let's wind it on down here with sleep, which we're just hitting these kind of like these big topics right here at the end. So huge and nuanced. And like I told yep. Carly, I'm like, I think we should say a little something about sleep. And she's like, oh gosh, it's so big. I'm like, I know. We're like, do we even bring it <laughs> we up? Don't have, we don't have time. <laughs> I know. It's like its own podcast. And, but we thought we'd just give you a few ideas to try things that have been helpful for us or like people that we know. But one thing I do want to say, speaking of fluctuating hormones, is that it could very well be a hormonal issue, specifically a lack of progesterone. I have known so many women that have been helped by progesterone support for mm -hmm. sleep, whether that's something on the mild side, like, you know, the evening primrose oil, just to kind of support that progesterone production or for mm -hmm. somebody that is closer to menopause or postmenopause, maybe, you know, some bioidentical progesterone. So know that because no amount of these few little things we're about to suggest are going to really do much if it's truly a hormonal issue. Mm -hmm. But I've had quite a few people do well with taking essential amino acids before bed, help supply and support, you know, neurotransmitter production and balance it's a good supplement for just a lot of reason. It has a lot of benefits, but this is one good application of it. And, you know, I like the perfect aminos, body health, perfect aminos, which you can now find on full script, which is great. So awesome. You can always have it set to 20% discount for everybody on my full script list. So that's a good one and something fairly benign that you could try. Mm -hmm. What do you like? Uh, I love perfect aminos. I love essential amino acids in, gener in general. Things like L-tryptophan or L-theanine, like individual amino acids can be helpful. But again, you got to work with a practitioner because it's very nuanced in terms of like medication interactions, personal health history, all that stuff. But in, gener in terms of like general stuff, back to leafy organics for the wind, we're, we're circling back to them. If this is not the piranha tincture again, though. This is the nidra tincture. This one is amazing for sleep. So it has tart cherry in it. And tart cherry has been shown to stimulate healthy melatonin production. It can also, also help benefit your joints. So you could find that on the Leafy Organics website. But you could also just buy tart cherry juice at the store. I don't know if you've seen this like sleepy girl mocktail that's circulating social media, Chelsea. Yes, um, I have. Actually. But it's huge. Yeah. So it's like a quarter cup of tart cherry juice, about 250 milligrams of magnesium, like in a powder form. I like Mag Soothe from Jigsaw for like a nighttime magnesium. If you're like a, you're, you need the sleepy bear support, I don't need sleep support because I'm a sleepy girl no matter what. I say that now, knock on wood, right? So tart cherry juice, a little bit of sparkling water or maybe a little Zevia and a scoop of magnesium powder in like a cute little wine glass or a cute little cup and drinking that about an hour before you go to sleep. 
I don't do the tart cherry juice thing because I don't want a sugar bomb before I go to sleep. <laughs> so it may not work for you. It's not like super high in sugar, but for me, it just doesn't work. It would make me feel not so hot in the morning. So that's my, those are my thoughts on the sleepy stuff. Yeah. I kind of, that sounds like a nice, like evening, like mm-hmm. mocktail. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of neat. Yeah. The tart cherry juice is, you know, kind of a precursor for melatonin. So that's good. Oh, and of course, you know, if you really want to most naturally regulate your cortisol and melatonin, make sure you're getting sun exposure throughout the day, morning sun to set cortisol. And then also going out at sunset really helps signal your body for Kind yes. of regulating your circadian rhythm. So mm-hmm. it's the most underrated sleep support. <laughs> yes. So helpful. It's like the most foundational thing. You could take all the tart cherry juice in the world, but if your mm-hmm. sun signals are off, you ain't going to sleep very well. Yep, exactly. So that's it. That's a huge one. Okay. Woo. We're ca- we're like over an hour. So I guess we better wrap it, but that was really fun. And I hope everybody thought it was um, interesting and helpful And like I said, we figured you might like to have this all kind of laid out in one place. And so we created like this special free little resource for you. You can just go and download it. We'll have a link in the show notes for you to do that. And then also don't forget to watch the Science of God's Divine Design mini series available March 6th through the 16th. You can find that at the christiannutritionist.com slash divine design. So we've got lots of good stuff for you to access and hope you enjoy it all. Thank you, Mrs. Bayless for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute blast and a half as it always is. Thank you guys all for listening too. Yes. Thank y'all so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.